Okay. I don't know where to begin. I don't know where to begin either. That's great. Uh, Welcome. Welcome to the Dyson Pixels podcast. I know where to begin. I know exactly where to begin. Okay. Language warning. Big motherfucking language warning because the next however long. Why do you think? Yeah. No. Are we recording now? Yeah. Is this part of the podcast? Hell yes. Great. Cool. Okay, cool. Welcome to the first episode of Dyson Pixels Podcast. I am Cubal. And I am Puck. Awesome. Um, starting off, we're going to give a little bit of an introduction about who we are, what we do, and why we're doing what we're doing. Um, my company, Vocal Horde, supplies vocal talent for video games developers to support indie gamers. And Puck, over to you for, for what you do, because I don't really know what you do. No, nah, my, my group is Dutch Potato uh, Gaming, so we basically run games, uh, mostly Dungeons & Dragons, uh, all around Brisbane. We've got some games going down on Melbourne, uh, and we're expanding all the time. So Going down on Melbourne. We're going down on Melbourne. Yeah. Uh, we've got about 150 people a month currently who sit down with us. So uh, we get, uh, oh, that's growing every day. So we've got uh, an event coming up this weekend. We've got another one next week. Uh, we run games every single week. And I believe, I believe from your rantings before, you have one ticket left. We have one ticket left at the moment. Awesome. For uh, we've, uh, There's a new storyline coming out from uh, uh, D&D called Storm King's Thunder. So we're running a, a nice launch event. Uh, we have one ticket left, uh, which is great. <clears throat> If it sells. If it sells. And if more sell, then you're uh, not so great. <laughs> no, we had to put a limit on it. So. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Okay, well, the, enti- the entire idea of this show is to talk about stuff that's going on in gaming around Brisbane, Queensland, and Australia to a lesser but sort of degree. Still around that area. Um, help to promote indie game developers. And over the next few weeks, we're going to have different guests in from different development companies, different key figures in the market, variety of different speci- special guests across all kinds of things. We've got tabletop game creators, we've got indie game, PC game, PS4 game, all kinds of stuff coming in. We've got a guy that's going to come and have a bit of a chat about retro gaming, all kinds of stuff across the board. So, And of course, we've got our fingers all throughout the industry with uh, all the different things that we're doing as well. So that's always, it's always fun. Good. It's always fun. Lots and lots of fun. Now, um, to start off with, just to kick things off, how's your peppermint tea over there? I love peppermint tea. I hate you. <laughs> I hate you. That's foul. I only <laughs> I only discovered this. I only discovered this a month ago. I wish I'd been drinking this my whole life. I, it is I wish. Great. I wish I wasn't here right now. <laughs> I'm the, tr- the wafting odor of peppermint is just. I'm trying to find a way to combine peppermint tea with coffee. I haven't been, I haven't been brave enough just to mix tea bag in with coffee yet, but um, maybe that's this weekend. So filling in next week for Puck after he dies will, will be, uh, I don't know, refreshing and energetic. <clears throat> so, yeah, well, some of the stuff we've been talking about, you've been talking about that, uh, that event that you've been running there this week. Yeah, so we run uh, sponsored events as well as regular gaming events. So uh, every Tuesday night, we've got games running out of Ace Comics over at Alderley. Every Wednesday night, we've got games running out of the Magic Vault in, sorry, that's in Alderley. Sorry, Ace Comics is in Annerley. Um this weekend, we've got the community place over at Stafford have uh, sponsored us for an event. Uh, then next Thursday night, so the 6th of October, we've got uh, an event running out of the Couch uh, Dessert and Cocktail Bar. Oh. That I, event... I told my <laughs> wife about that, 
and she literally like left the room and went, stop talking to me. Yes. <laughs> so. That sold out in three days. Um, so for those who don't know, Couch is just one of the best cafes in Brisbane. Um, it's all chocolate. Um, so they're designing a Dungeons and Dragons uh, themed cocktail for us. Yep. So it's D and D and diabetes. Um, it's going to be great. Uh, then uh, the next big event that we've got going, uh, we're at Dan and Pax, of course. Um, so end of November, we're in. Uh, we're running a handful of games down at Pax. Um, that's part of Adventurers League. Um, and then um, uh, after that, I think we're taking a little bit of a break. Uh, and then at the end of, sorry, that's beginning of November, we're going to PAX. End of November, we've hired a house out in the middle of the rainforest. Tanning Googles. <laughs> I'm getting, I I do get slight cabin in the woods vibes. <laughs> this entire just like, are you going to go in there? And then the, the two living people that emerge triumphant at the end are going to be the... Yeah, we haven't decided yeah. what the format of it's going to be yet, but um, <coughs> probably. Um, Murder and mayhem. But we can actually take up, I think it's 36 people. We're able to take down in that cabin. It's like a big corporate retreat thing. Um, uh, so there's that. Um, uh, and then uh, I think the next event after that we've got planned, because we're going to take a little bit of a break over Christmas, um, just because it's been a busy couple of months. And then in January, we're running a new type of D&D event uh, that we're calling Labyrinth of the Gods. Um, so this is... I think, and I'm a little bit biased because I came up with the idea, but I think it's a really cool idea. I'll, I'll actually, yeah, yeah. It's a D- from what I've heard, it's a D and D competition, cool. but it's PvP. So <clears throat> the idea is that uh, it's a custom design campaign, totally new. Everyone starts at a different entrance into this giant labyrinth map, and uh, then you get points for achieving certain objectives, um, killing other players. Um, we run it for the whole day. At the end, one team has. A certain number of points, um, and uh, we're going to have some good prizes going on. We've got a handful of sponsors who want to get involved, so um, really looking forward to running that, that event. Awesome. That's going to be huge. That sounds absolutely fantastic. Now, um, I was going to do a gaming news segment, just about about what's going on, but I want to. I do also want to try and keep the focus of the the podcast around the indie gaming thing, and most of gaming news happens around the larger providers because no one reports on any game is the idea of the podcast so. until now until now there you go that's exactly it um <clears throat> but there are a couple of things one of the, one of them i wanted to to bring up um only because i was reading last night a little bit of additional news that happened this week and that the thing i know it's been talked about to death and i know everyone on the internet has had to go at this. you're going to talk about no man's sky i am going to talk about no man's sky <laughs> i'm going to talk about the game that is okay i i want to clarify to anyone listening um hi all three of you um I actually did like this game. Just, be, I, just, I, just before we go into this, did we do a language warning yet? We did a language warning. Okay, There's going to be this super language warning. Um, yeah, it's, most, yeah. it's mostly dicks. Emotional damage Yeah, all through this era. No Man's Sky is just a game of dongs. I was on a planet and I found an enormous oh, dick-shaped thing made entirely of gold and I mined it and, and then I kind of felt a bit weird and went away from the PlayStation for a while. But um, one of the things that... I wanted to, to kind of bring up about this game. Okay, yeah, I, I did like it. I think it is limited. I think, yeah, there's a lot of misrepresentation that's going around it. And the reason that it kind of jogged my memory is apparently the, oh, it's essentially the UK version of the ACA um, has started hitting into them uh, because they've been reported for essentially misleading advertisements and people have started comparing trailers to actual gameplay, some showing flowing water, 
gameplay doesn't stuff like that and they're hitting them and doing a whole well, bunch of horrible horrible things to the you. thing about no man's sky is that it's the same thing over and over that's yeah that's the thing you you go to a planet and you've got you know you've dicks. Got an outpost you've got dicks. <laughs> you've got the same outpost you've copied got, like a thousand times yeah the yep. same outpost maybe you have one of those abandoned ones um especially the annoying ones that are underwater of course and you can't <sighs> land on water <laughs> so you have to walk there for 10 minutes to get to it to discover that you already have the technology that you discovered there. Even though you had your little HUD told you, oh, there's undiscovered new technology. No, there's not. It's the same technology. <laughs> it's the same shit that you yeah. get everywhere else. Um, and then, um, uh, of course, you've got the space station, which I'm so disappointed that all those space stations are identical. That's yeah. So well, no, the, the, the big Death Star thing isn't exactly... Have you been to that? You know, the, the yeah, big so- round... Pool eight ball thing floating in space. Yeah, oh, with the three guys. Yeah, you go in there. You got the. You've, you've, but they're all the same too. You've got the opportunity to choose between three completely useless pieces of technology to aid you on your journey. Like, well, see, I thought I thought I was really lucky when I first found that because you know there's they get met all the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they're all the same as well, um, uh, and nothing will frustrate you more when you realise that there's a cabinet on your right as you walk in. That if you open that, it expands your um, your multi tool out. <clears throat> yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. You told me that later. And I, I found about the f- the fifth one in of those was when I discovered. <laughs> yeah, <they're- laughs> God damn it! Yeah. But um, uh, see, I I because it saves, of course, when you first dock. So when you go in and you get a useless piece of shit technology you reset back of course and reload and then it goes in and gives you another useless piece of shit technology and then you, you say so you reset again and go for an option number three and they show you where a black hole is which then takes you half an hour to actually get to which is fine and i don't want to do a spoiler here but that is also useless uh if when you find out what happens at the end of the game yeah which you youtubed to you. Oh, I YouTube. <laughs> rather than playing and when, the inside And game. my immediate reaction was, you've got to be kidding me. But then when you take a step back and you read some of the interviews from the developers, you can kind of see where they were going with it. And yeah, okay, that's a cool idea. But, but it's kind of akin, I think, to, you know, in movies when it's all a dream at the end, that's what it kind of made me think of. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I will. I will. I will play this game eventually. I actually stopped playing because I didn't want to, not want to play the game anymore. Uh, the more the more stuff I read and the more points pe- people made that were very reasonable, logical things about why the game wasn't that good, I started going, "Yeah, you got a point. I'm going to stop playing." Because if I keep playing, I'm going to realize everything is 100% true and I'll never go back to it. And I do know there are apparently, uh, air quotes, huge ones, um, working in the ability to build buildings and all kinds of yeah, other... Yeah, but why? The whole point of the game is to keep moving. Yeah, I know. So, um, and so you can build a building and spend time on it, then you can just leave and never find it again, ever. But see, if, if, even if you could do things like, I don't know, successfully attack someone in space... But if you, I like the if word you successfully, though. oh, if you if you fire on a single ship, God help you. The little cannon down the bottom suddenly comes up. Thirty nine ships are attacking you. <laughs> Where from? <laughs> there was one here before. That's what I mean. Giant space battles. There are none unless you initiate those giant space battles. But then, and it's, then it's not a battle. They're just basically murdering you. Yeah, yeah. Because it's you versus forty other people. Which That's um, not. Which is kind of like uh, every experience I had in EVE Online, except there's no people. Yeah, well, <laughs> EVE Online's like crack. Everyone I know who has played EVE Online has just had know, 
addiction issues. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to um, no, he. Know, I'm not going to mention his name. There's a guy I know that will be listening to this, and he is very well aware of the effects of waking me up when he's living with me at like 4 a.m. for everyone to go ape shit about something they've seen. I'll Google laugh if his name. Work. I'll laugh if his name's Martin because because my guy is also named Martin. That's fantastic. Martin, you know who you are. Yeah. Well, get help, man. <laughs> Maybe it's just maybe it just afflicts people called Martin. Yeah. Perhaps. We'll um we'll stop picking on them now. Now to get back on the rails of now, one of the things that we had for up for this week is we looked at and we reviewed the early I'm gonna call it early early access, even though it's only technically I think pre pre release or something. And there was an update coming out tomorrow or something, so we may have missed an entire chunk of gameplay. Which is the Where would they possibly put it? <laughs> the early access game niche on steam now i the genre of this game to explain it to our listeners um it is this should be good it's it's civilization spore as a no yeah it's i don't know it's a turn-based not civilization it's turn-based it well it okay in in terms when i say civilization turn-based there are hexagon shapes on the map there are hexagon shapes so (laughs) yeah do you remember that game uh, I can't even remember what it was. I think it might be um, uh, like similar age, like Mahjong, like, you know, been around for like thousands of years. And you jump from, oh, I know, it's the orange guy with the big nose. And he jumps from square to square and it changes color. I literally have no idea what you're oh, talking about. It's an old, like, I think a, an old Atari game or something. Wow. Um, it's that. It's that game, but weirder. With sex. It's nothing but sex. Yeah, well, the, 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 the way to. Um the way to okay, maybe we should get your civilization. Okay, yeah, we'll explain game. what we're talking about. Okay, <laughs> basically, it's a game where you have a race of these little kind of cat, dog, meerkat, weird creature things. That made me think of hyenas. Yeah. Um, now, on first going into this game, you're you're because it is early access. You're left with basically no idea what to do, and there's a question mark on the right hand side. You can click, and it goes, "Oh, I can do this." These are the things you click. This see, I didn't it. see that until you told me to click it. Yeah, exactly. So you, like, right out of the gate, you were fucked. Um, yeah, I played it for like an hour. I just said, this is a ridiculous game. So, I'm, I'm trying to be objective here. Stop it. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> I'll be objective too. It's yeah. objectively a weird game. It's it's strange. It's definitely not like anything else I've played. Now, the, the premise behind it is you have these little creatures and the idea is to breed them and try and breed them together to create better genetic results and urge their genetic evolution behind you know better survivability better gathering abilities stuff like that and it's turn-based so you move one square at a time and there are various enemies you find all things like that um as you go now but see the most important facet about the game is when you move the mouse the little heads on the creature follow the mouse oh my god yeah okay i must okay good i t- did good. spend a good two minutes at the beginning going oh my god it's moving i like called my daughter over and said look i'm moving the mouse look look at the thing and she's like what's wrong with you dad <laughs> yeah no i spent a good 10 minutes and then my wife walked in and went what are you playing what the hell they follow the mouse and then spent a good another five minutes of her playing with it making the heads go all over the place well there you go so so that 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 that's cool now um as you go through you have to gather from bushes which respawn and half of them are spiky and they hurt you so the idea is as your um, creatures get older they have a limited lifespan they get to a certain amount of moves and they just die now when you take damage that brings uh, from the end of your life meter it essentially brings it down so you've got you know less long, long oh, mm. I, my vocabulary is failing me today you live long lessness there you go um, it's kind of like a um <sighs> Look, it's a survival game. 
Yeah, it is. Because of course, it's purely survival. Because of course, what if, it is. If you if you don't if you don't have your creatures eat and you don't have your creatures shag, um, uh, if you get too far from your nest, then they stop having babies. Yeah, that's the weird thing too. They're like these. I didn't weird... know that. Yeah, they they only have babies when you're in the nest. Oh yeah, yeah. No, yeah, no, yeah. no. You can only have babies inside the nest. But if you've moved them too far away and you don't find another nest, well, then they die from that as well. So. Yeah. Uh, that one I was not aware of. So you kind of have to keep your breeding stock. The the, I guess. the, the whole idea about it is, is is purely survival. It's and you've taking got, turns, and then you'll eventually die, and then you start again. Yeah, know. and of course you've got uh, I think is it three three turns each uh, each one For, will survive. Yeah, each one of them gets three turns each, which is not a long time each day. When you consider that they can move maybe five squares, uh, um, depending on where you breed in them. You, if you breed them up yeah, enough, you can actually get about ten or fifteen squares. It's yeah, it's decent. Um, my first experiences were imminent this death, immediate death, 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 death. And I was like, why am I just dying? Everything's dying all the time. Until I started breeding everything all of the time. Yeah. Um, but now it's an innovative concept. I think there are, I don't know what they are, but I think they've got an idea there that can be molded into something that is quite good but I think it's mm. in its early days the The game is most definitely it's very creative it's very inventive and it's very cleverly put together it's also very pretty oh yeah it's really good looking it's a gorgeous game mm. um, it's one of those ones you can kind of sit there and go oh, look at the water the trees there's bunnies until you kill them because yeah. I killed so many bunnies oh my god bunnies are such I a felt, good I felt bad such a good source of food though but when they first die you get this little oh and I was like, oh, I feel really bad. Okay, and then like later, a 300 weird... bunnies later, everything's dead. I have a weird fact about that. Okay. So if you have a look at the developers and have a look at the development team behind it, there aren't many. There's like eight, eight people. Uh, are you going to say they're bunnies? Because it's going to be quite... <laughs> no, no, no. There's, um, there's someone whose job on this game was a voice actor. And it took me a while because I was reading up about the history and all their careers. And they're all very artsy kind of people. And the other games that they make are very um, unusual, put it that way. They have a voice actor... Um, who is, um, I think she's Swiss. Um, and um, it took me a while to work out, there's no voices in this game. How do they have a voice? And then I realized it's the bunnies going, oh, oh. Yeah, and then the creatures make the same noise. So it was just her. Yeah, it was just her. It's just her going, oh. Yeah, that, that's, and that's <clears throat> obviously what they had a voice actor come in and record. Uh, I also have to say, <laughs> this, the game's possibly got the... No, it's not the strangest trailer I've ever seen. It's a weird trailer. I don't think I saw the trailer. It's it's a bit weird. It's a bit it's a bit odd. Well, if it's, um, if it's a Swiss company. All right. right. Uh, anyway, okay. So verdict on the game. Um, it's an odd game. Um, yeah, definitely. I think you'd probably agree that it feels more like a mobile game. It does. I think it would work. I think I'd it play might it work mobile. better. I would certainly play it a lot on a mobile because it's it's a game that is great to. Every now, and find, every now and then I will find a game that is very good for when you're actually doing something else. Mm. Like you're having a cup of tea and you're sitting down and you're waiting for an email to come through. You're waiting to respond to something. You're waiting for something else to happen. It works really well. And those games work really, really well on a mobile platform because you can sit in front of a TV or sit at a coffee shop and just play them. Mm. Um, or if you're, if you're not, waiting somewhere. Yeah. I haven't checked out. I'm not sure if it is a mobile game. I think it would work very well as that. Oh, it might be. It's an okay PC game, but they need they would need... I think they need to put more depth Oh, yes. Yeah, it's, it's not enough to it. Yeah. Um, the, the fact that absolutely everything, it's micromanaging these little creatures. And that's fine. They almost need, they almost need something to do while you're breeding the, the new traits in. 
because because yeah. the idea yeah, in the game exactly. is that you have a whole range of different traits that you can pick from so you can pick speed or gathering or whatever and you you gradually breed them in they also have all these question marks for extra unknown traits but they don't really give you any guidance as to what that means mm. um there's, in fact, I saw one where you had to explore a certain number of of squares, and then it unlocks one of the one of the traits. But a lot of them, it doesn't even give you that guidance. So I didn't even know that was there. Oh, I just happened to see it. It was like, oh, you got to un- unlock thirty squares of um, uh, like tundra or grassland or whatever. I probably it is. didn't do that. I just I just blindly wandered around killing everything. No, but that's a lot. And they also didn't explain too. Um, is that explore the fog of war? Is it just look at different or squares. use the visibility there's a visibility thing you can use on each tile that leaves it permanently visible no it doesn't well it leaves it no because as soon as it grows grass again on that tile you lose the fog of war on it I didn't know that yeah so um, how did I not know that so I which case more do than you have. go back to that square and then look at it again does that count as exploring another square so maybe a little bit more guidance perhaps mm. um, I personally found it a little bit boring after a while, I, it started yeah. to get very repetitive. Um, it wasn't even that. It my just, daughter loved it. My daughter has just not stopped playing it. Yeah, it just didn't... Like three days straight. I just I just didn't find it interesting enough. Mobile game, sure, if I was watching TV and you know wanted to just muck around with something on my phone, yeah, sure. And I've got a whole range of games that you know are like that. They're very simple concepts that I can just do and relax at night. This feels like one of those games. Yeah, exactly. So it could be just it was aimed perhaps not at the right platform. Or they don't care and they just want to make something that's pretty and a bit weird and a bit different. Yeah. And it, it's all of those things. Yeah, exactly. Well, it looks it, great. I, I, will, I will definitely say this. I have certainly played worse games. It's not a bad game. I have a list, a very big list of AAA games that I have played that I would equate to far further down the list than that. Yeah. Um, but... Yeah, it's. I'd, I'll be interested to see. I'm going to watch it and see where it goes from a development perspective because um, it's piqued my interest and I know there's a lot more stuff that's coming, but I'm not sure what that is. I would actually be really interested in this development company. Like, I'd be really interested to see what they develop further because this, this, I think this was maybe their first game, possibly their second. Um, there's another one in development that looks... Uh, they only have a couple of screenshots floating around, but it looks like some kind of space shooter. That can be interesting. Yes, yeah. kind of. It also could be something along the lines of uh, what you would consider like an engine test. Like if you remember the the indie game, um, if anyone anyone out there's played this, if you haven't played this, go and buy it immediately. Um, Magisite. Oh yeah, now, yeah, yeah. Magisite's incredible. It's one of my favorite games. Uh, not quite up at the Terraria level um, because Terraria, I lost many days and and just my whole family and all my friends and everything. Yeah, but Starbound um, and my Starbound's, job. And, Starbound's better than yes. Terraria though. Yeah, true. Yeah. Um, I still occasionally play Starbound. I finished it. You should finish it. Um, you can finish it? Oh, of course Starbound. you can. Of course, of course you can. You can. The, the quest, line. yeah. I never pay attention to it. As soon as I found out, you could build an un- underwater well, you base. You built the largest farm in the entire universe, basically, last time I saw it. It is a big farm. <laughs> but um, but th- like those games are good. And like uh, as we were saying before, Magisite, before I, we derailed a bit, but Magisite was a fantastic game. I loved that game. Mm. And... It was essentially used as a, uh, not quite an engine test, but a precursor to the, the next game, Roguelands. Now, Roguelands is good. The issue I have with that game is is the level design. Even though Magisite was quite repetitive, it didn't feel repetitive. No, Whereas Roguelands no. feels very repetitive. Every single area 
is essentially a square with four entrances on each side. It's like the old school repetitive game. Right. And it's a really in-depth game and you can get some really cool weaponry and craft stuff and there's all these amazing things you can do. But the level design just doesn't wow me. But that's that's mm. what I feel this game uh, niche could be. It may be a engine test for something that they have planned that's grander in future. Oh, and it is really cute. And I actually yeah. feel bad. I don't want to bag it out because the little cat things is so cute. It is awesome. Yeah. Except the, except the munted ones. The, like, yeah. the ones with like a, a tooth grown out of its eye or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's or just... The ones, looks, or, or if you breed in black eyes. I then it, seen that. Then it's creepy when they all follow your cursor. <laughs> that's fantastic. No, I, I just kept getting... Um, I kept finding these orange ones that looked like Milo Kerrigan after like a really bad night. And they... Once, once that's... <laughs> Once that started breeding into them, you ended up getting generations of these people that were just like the hills, the hills animals. It was I, I kept finding these weird spotted ones that look like they're a thousand years old, and they always seem to show up for some reason when I, all of my male ones had just been killed by a giant bear or something. And I was like, I, <laughs> I feel bad making like the female cat things breed with this, but I have no choice. Well, it says that in in the trailer explicitly says it's like sometimes you know genetics you you know you get you pick the best you pick the alpha but then sometimes you kind of get what whatever's there because it's the only option um but so yeah f- final verdict i think i will watch this if it comes out on mobile i will certainly play it a lot yeah same. um and i w- i'm interested to see where they go with it i'm interested to see how they evolve the idea in its next iteration because i think they will evolve the idea in a later mm. iteration um i'm still hanging out waiting for that game that Spore was supposed to be and it's just never come out. Yeah, good luck with that. Um, yeah. We know EA's not going to do it. No. Because they're useless. Um, so anyone out there, okay, games developers, if you're listening to this, okay, what we want you to do, just write Spore and combine it with No Man's Sky except just deliver on all of the stuff that they said. With cats. Yes. Yeah. With cats. No munted ones though. No, exactly. Well, nah, you can't, you're being... You can't limit <laughs> creativity of Yeah. So, so that was an interesting one. Now I know the next one we're not gonna talk about it now, we're gonna talk about it next week. Um because uh, we've got some other stuff that we're gonna have a quick conversation around. Um the other game that we have for next week is called Zenith. Oh my which god. Is one of your finds. It's so it's such a good game. The beginning of this game. Now I've only played a little bit. Beginning of this game, yes, it's shaping up. It looks like it's it's a mutant half-breed between Monty Python's 13-year-old wet dream and something else. It's it's really quite bizarre. But it certainly starts on a high note. Oh, my God. It's so good. Uh, no pun intended for anyone else who has played that beginning bit. But uh, they, so the, the, the people who developed it clearly wanted to create a game that they wanted to have a good time with. That's what that's what this game is. Yeah, exactly. It, it, is, it just feels I've, I've, fun and funny. I've only played the first... I don't know, maybe 20 but minutes of it, and I loved every second. I can also see that there are a lot of people from a, from a game's point of view, and I'm talking about this. You know there's people that are like, they're hunched in a chair, and they've been sweating for weeks, and they mm. weigh 800 kilos, and all they play is Call of Duty. I'm not picking on Call of Duty players, but I'm picking on Call of Duty players. It's because they're um, terrible people. <laughs> obviously, yeah. obviously. Um, well, I don't know, which Call of Duty? Anything past Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Yeah, oh, terrible Anything people. Terrible. Have you ever met them? <laughs> you ever met these people? <laughs> No, they never come outside. No, I've, they I've, should be I've, in jail. <laughs> we should have a better justice system. <laughs> to put wow, we've gone hard on these. What about the battlefield people? What's your opinion on them? Because there's usually two camps. You got the Call of Duty people and you got the battlefield people. Now you got the Overwatch people, 
And then in the, in the corner, in the dark corner, you've got the Overwatch people that bought it on console. And they're like, what? <laughs> yeah. See, the Overwatch people seem to be the same people as the Battlefield people. I think. Uh, maybe. Yeah. I still haven't played that yet. Overwatch? Yeah. Great game. I know. I've, uh, I've I heard, don't, okay. I've heard good things. Uh, okay, from a multiplayer shooter point of view, I've heard it's a really good game. That It, it is a multiplayer shooter That's game. just what I mean, but in terms of... <laughs> Shut up, That's man. like saying, from an orange point of view, this orange is a good orange. <laughs> God damn it. Um, no, I'm just saying it's it's um, from, the point, from the point of view of the, the freaking the thing. The, you know what I'm saying with all this stuff? The point of view of the bloody FP. Get the fuck out. Um, Every time I hear an Irish accent now, I think of Katy Perry and her exploding vagina. Okay. I think the people listening... <laughs> there's a chance the people listening need... Some level of definition around what the hell you're talking about. Okay, okay, okay. Um, so it's nothing to do with with Irish accents, except that we were mocking. A segue. For some reason, we we started mocking Katy Perry with Irish accents, but um, uh, well, actually, not even mocking her. I just break out into an Irish accent. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's heritage or just that I get angry quite often. Yeah, no, no. It was um, uh, that, that new movie, Sing, that's coming out. One of the songs in the trailer is um, is, a, is the Katy Perry song, Firework. Um, and uh, my daughter, my five-year-old daughter, heard, heard the, uh, the song. And so I showed her the video clip, which I'd never seen. Um, and I don't know if you've ever seen the video clip. I haven't watched it, but I'm... I'm I'm morbidly curious about this video. Yeah, so it's, it, you a, it's it? a typical kind of Katy Perry kind of uh, uh, video clip. But when you watch it, she's singing on top of a of a building, like looking out to um, to the city. Like she's singing out to the city, and then spontaneously, she just seems to explode in um, in fireworks, which is fine. But the immediate thought I had was, oh, her vagina's exploded. It's fireworks. So is this actually the point of? <laughs> what is that? The the the, the point of. The epicenter? I don't know what's the yeah. word for where fireworks come. If anyone knows, uh, please hit us up on our Facebook or Twitter. If anyone knows what the word is for the bit where all the fireworks come out, so we can actually properly phrase this. Vagina. <laughs> Obviously. The vagina works. Um, what are we talking about? <laughs> I don't know. Games. What's Something this podcast to do with games? about? I don't know. Why am I here? I don't know. Fuck it. <laughs> um, something about games. Bloody Vata. Um... I honestly don't know. We've been derailed that much. We No Man's Sky got in there. It's it's that Call of Duty players. Um, going back through my terrible head. people, terrible better people. justice system, Battlefield Overwatch good, Call of Duty bad. Why don't we just put that bit on the cop? Do we need the whole podcast? And just I don't know. But I think we've probably pissed off enough people with that anyway. <laughs> yeah, That's probably, a good way to separate probably, the uh, uh, separate the audience. Excellent. First week, uh, best best tactic. First week is to completely. You know, get rid of your entire audience. Um, so some of the other things I've been interested in, because I've been noting down stuff that has been happening around the gaming industry. And one of the things I wanted to bring up as a, a small discussion point before I get onto one of the final little things that was interesting is um, it was around the subject of game reboots. And I've heard others talk about this. Now, this is not... Like, you've got stuff coming out at the moment. You've got Doom that came out. I quite enjoyed that. That was, that was quite good. It's the second reboot of Doom. I didn't like it. Uh, the FPS one. Mm. You only played the multiplayer beta, though. I think. Yeah, yeah. The, I, I, I was the single I was, player campaign that I, really I played. Um, I actually quite liked it. Um, okay. It was very. It was very original. Doom. It was very fast paced. It felt a bit Quake Three Arena ish in in places. Uh, there were a lot of rooms where you just got locked in with a bunch of monsters. But it was pretty good. I actually enjoyed it. Um, it's not one. It does not have a stunning plot. It certainly launches you into the action. You literally 
like two seconds into the game, there's a guy coming at you that you need to shoot. Yeah, see, in fairness, in fairness, I got really excited about this game and built it up in my mind to be something amazing. And then I downloaded it and then I played it. And I was like, oh, this again. It's the same old thing. And so you basically did what everyone that bought No Man's Sky did <laughs> right there. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, but, but then I walked out and I, and, I, and I said to my wife, I'm really disappointed because you just jump in and straight away, people are shooting at you, you're shooting them back. And it's 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 nothing new. It's unreal. It's Clay Three. Um, and then, my, but I don't see. But I then my wife said, from a multiplayer point of view too. So I have. A, see, admittedly though, my wife said, "Oh, what was the original Doom like?" Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Okay, that's a good point. <laughs> uh, so I don't know what I was expecting exactly. But um, but it's interesting. It's 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 one of the things that like Hollywood's done it to death. They've been rebooting movies for the past like mm. 25, 30 years. Um, gaming has only really had enough of a back catalogue to start doing it within the past five mm. or ten years. The the Ratchet and Clank reboot I played on PS4, I love that. I bought that. Oh yeah. I, I got that for my birthday, and everyone says, "Oh, you, like, for Christmas, sorry." And everyone said, "Oh, like, your daughter got Ratchet and Clank for Christmas." Like, no, yeah. fuck off, sure it's mine. Um, and then I played it, and then my well, daughter you know, there's got a mo- to pick there's, up the. There's a movie coming out, Ratchet and Clank movie. Oh, I think it's already out. Oh, it's already out. Uh, oh, oh, it's wow. been out in the states for ages. Don't know if it's hit here. I can probably get here in a couple Remember, of years. Remember, we're, we're, we're a third world entertainment company. We get things yeah. eventually. Um, surprised we ever got Netflix. Just, just, just on a side note, I actually have a funny story about Doom 3. Um, so when Doom 3 first came out, um, I played that. I think maybe that's what I was expecting. The new I, liked, I liked yeah. that, but, but for different reasons. But, well, see, Doom 3, I, I found pretty scary. And I still remember, I was still living at home. Right, question, have you ever played an Oculus? Which one is Oculus? Uh, Oculus Rift. No. The VR. Oh, I've no, got that at home. Between that and Alien Isolation, I am never sleeping again. Oh, right. For okay. the rest of my life. No, see, my game on that is Fear. Oh, fuck that. Okay, the first season. Dude, the, no the, the, way. The, 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 the first episode of Fear, when you walk around the store <laughs> and they hit you in the face with a bat, every time, every time I go to play it, I start playing, get to the scene, oh, I'm out. Uninstall. And I uninstall oh. it. I don't even. <laughs> like, it's. I. <laughs> <laughs> it's. I don't even just close the game. I uninstall it every time. Rage, um, the the most effective rage quit in the world. Yeah. Well, I was when I was playing Alien Isolation on the um, DK2 Oculus. Um, I was in like my little like nook room at home, had it on, and like my wife was apparently like, walking past outside. Like, and in that game, I don't know if you played that game. Um, one of the great ways that you die is you'll just be walking down, and the alien will just go and like come out of a vent and grab you and pull its pull your head towards its face and go and kill you. Right. So once you've experienced that with a virtual reality helmet on, wow! I, yeah. I had that happen, and then I just calmly put it on the desk, stood up, and walked out of the house and went to the shops. And my yeah. wife likes me. What happened? I went. I'm never going near my computer ever again. I don't <laughs> want to ever see that again. Well, anyway, Doom, Doom, Doom three. Right. I still remember. I, I was playing it. I was still living at home at the time with my parents, um, and it was oh, I don't know, two in the morning. I think two or three in the morning. So great it was, place. Great time to play it. Yeah, middle of the night, and had the headphones on. Um, uh, it was back when back put this way. Back when I was only using one monitor. That's how long ago wow. this was, right? Yeah, I know. So you know the point where um, you start getting. Monsters. It's quite early on in the game, and they cut. They the, the 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 demons basically start just flying out of nowhere at you. Oh, the heads! And then all yeah. the, all the power suddenly goes out. Yeah, and everything just goes black. I didn't know, but my dad was behind me watching me play this game. <laughs> so as soon as all the lights went out, all I saw was the reflection of his face in my monitor, and I freaked <laughs> the fuck out, and basically ripped the um the keyboard, like. 
like it was a wireless keyboard and ripped it all, like away from the desk and almost like killed dad <laughs> with the keyboard because I was just freaking out. <laughs> that is beautiful. Your dad was essentially trolling you in the back. Yeah. See, um, I don't think he never came in our room after that. Um, or not at night Actually, anyway. That's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck that. That kid's fucking insane. A, a good friend of mine who may be listening to this podcast um, when he used to play games as a teenager, um, his parents went through four different doors for his bedroom because every now and then he'd be on IRC or chatting someone, someone would aggravate him or a game would aggravate him. And usually when a game aggravated him, he'd snap his keyboard in half. He was a big guy. Um, and he's very strong. Um, but whenever he got really irritated by someone on IRC, he put his fist through his door, which is right next to his chair. So by the end of it, the lo- the most recent time it happened, it was like crunch, and like a fist would go into the living room, and his parents would just look over to the right and see a fist coming through the door, and they'd be like, "Do we need to get another door?" And they'd be like, "This fuck <laughs> coming from the." But um, that that was that guy could rage quit in ways I've, I've never seen. He's he's a great guy. He's like a really awesome guy. And some of those um, the game rages I saw were were beautiful. Yeah, see, I only know I, I know I know two people that are kind of like that. Uh, one you've met, you know. Oh, I know who that you is. You know I who know you who are. Talking. Is he huggable? Like he's a puppy? huggable. Yeah. You should give him a hug every time you see him. Give him a hug. <laughs> I will. Yeah, I will. That's uh, <laughs> <laughs> great. The other guy stopped playing games. Because he used to rage so much. This is a League of Legends. He rage quit. Oh, oh gosh. He just okay, stopped fair playing. Enough. And I've never... <laughs> That's the, because... See, League of Legends is... Okay, it's not as bad as Dota. But my experience with both of those games... Um, because I enjoy them. Dota's worse. Every time I go into them, it's like, okay, I'm going to casually sit down. I'll have a game of League of Legends. And I go in there. And the second I get in the game... I'll like be standing still going, what should I do for like three seconds? And suddenly someone's like on the mic going, what are you doing? You fucking god, fucking I'm going, Jesus, what's your problem, man? He goes, fuck you, get in there. So I walk in and he's like, no, that's where I fucking am. And it's like a 12 year old kid. Yeah. yeah. Like, my God, go back to bed. That's Dota. Like that's, that's it's they're, uh, there's a see, bit of overlap on those exact words now. that you just read that you just said then was that exact experience no right? if 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 Dota was a retail box that'd be written on the back well I think the Dota word retail box is it's just a whole bunch of like words that would be filtered out by a profanity filter yeah pretty much just wall to wall on the back yeah of it. it's just it's just it's all black and people think that oh it's just a black cover it's not yeah it's all <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's all it's tiny all tiny little text with like <laughs> yeah all over the place um so that's Dota to a T, but but what? Are, no, I was talking about reboots <laughs> originally back there. Um, now one of the one of the things that came out of the news this um, this week, amongst all of these other different game re- reboots that are being redeveloped, um, reboots redeveloped. Yeah, actually, no. There's been yeah, some sure. reboots rebooted. So one of the ones that I saw is uh, it's not a reboot. It's a what is it? Twentieth anniversary edition. It's an anniversary edition of Duke Nukem 3D that is being re-released. But didn't that that already got no, re-released? Didn't it? They remade it. They made a new one. Gearbox made a new one. It was at Manabar for the launch party. Yeah. So which one are they re-releasing then? They're re-releasing Duke Nukem 3D. It was like 1995, so 1996. One of the original. Um, they've updated Why? the engine and some lighting and stuff like that because it, by all means that was that was a pretty isn't fun what, game. Isn't that what they did? Uh, with no. the remake though? No, that was a totally new game, totally new. I'm going to say plot here, but it's loosely used the word plot. Yeah. Um, and the thing was, even with that game, it was executed fairly well. There was a lot of boring driving scenes which I mm. could have done without. The majority of the game was 
pretty good. However, humor nowadays does not translate to humor as it was in 1990-whatever. No. And that is the early stuff I'm hearing about this this uh, re-release, which has new levels and I think a new campaign, is the same thing. It's like, the game's been updated. It actually feels really good. It, it plays well. The gun mm. plays good. It's all really good. But the jokes, like, you'll be playing and you'll just feel kind of like you're a bad person. Well, let's be honest. The original Duke Nukem, it was made for 12-year-old boys. It was. So it was 12. And it was made to actually poke fun at the, the, the kind of masculine, sexist movies and stuff of the late 80s, early 90s, where you had like the, you know, the stories, like, oh, I'm going to come down and rip your phone off, and stuff like that. Yeah. So they were aiming at that target, but those aren't really around anymore. No. Um, I don't know what it would look like if it came out today. What we'd have, like hipsters, every, would like, ah, oh. hipster Nukem. Yeah. I don't uh, know. I don't know. I don't. Th- I just don't think it you works anymore. You, the, the, you walk. You walk down a street between a bunch of vegan bars, and and you need to steal drinks that are in jars or something. Uh, yeah, that just annoy the hipsters, though. <laughs> and the hipsters. Oh, are, well, you don't want to annoy the them. Hipsters, they're dangerous. The hipsters are the one doing all the game reviews. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> it. Um, I know a guy that classifies himself as reactive hipster, so he's not a hipster because hipster became popular. It's like the second something's popular, he goes, "No, I hate it." So he's a reactive hipster. Right. Uh, that's what I said. It's literally what I said. <laughs> word for word. Um, I, pr- I can appreciate that. Uh, because most of the things that I've never like seen, like movies and stuff, have been because they've gotten so much hype, I've gone, right, fuck it. Or like uh, mm. one of my friends was like, oh, you, you have to see this. You have to play it. You have to. You have to. Play it. See it. Play it. It nearly put me off The Last of Us on PlayStation. And I'm so glad it didn't. You know this what? It's one of the best games. When someone says to me, you have to play this. Um, my immediate reaction is you can't tell me what to do and then I don't so unfortunately as a result I haven't played any of the Fallout series I haven't played Dead Space series The Witcher I haven't played any of these like big series because you, I always hear oh you have to play it. I, you can't tell me what to do Witcher, I'm my okay, own Witcher, man <laughs> Witcher yes I wasn't that much of a fan of one of them I can't remember which one it was I liked the most recent one um, shut up Siri I was talking to what's you Siri want I don't know she just said I thought so Skynet. <laughs> the machines have taken over. She just wants in on the podcast, man. Um, she wants, I don't know, she wants to get her voice heard in the audience of seven. Gone up four in the last <laughs> hours. Yeah. Um, but, you know, there's there some good content. Dead Space? Uh, Dead Space. Don't, don't play that with the lights off. And Is Dead on. Space supposed to be a camera that sits literally inside your ear? Pretty much. Okay, cool. It improves. Yeah. Um, Dead no, Space 3 that, 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 I actually really like that always, that always annoyed me Like the camera angle And I For a long time Long time I assumed Oh there's something wrong With my computer No, no. And it wasn't scaling out Or something No no That's um, <laughs> Oh is that inside your No it's behind you Yeah it's like Right on your ear It's like right over no. your shoulder No Okay so maybe it was Something wrong no. with my computer. <laughs> That might be something wrong With your yeah. computer You should You should have that seen too but um, yeah, it's a, I I have games like that ruined for me quite often because you have to play it. Mm. Uh, Fallout Fallout is an interesting one. We can talk about that another. I think we we'll have a, a panel about Fallout I because any of the Fallout series. Okay. Well, okay. Hang on. No, that's not true. I did play one of them most of the way through. Um, you know the one on the iPad? How you build the oh, okay. the bug? <laughs> okay. Yeah, Fallout Shelter. It's different. Um. Fallout is an... I have a mixed emotions about Fallout. I get so excited about them and my memories of playing Fallout are always really good but when I go back to playing it, I always go, oh, there's lots of grey. 
Mm. In fact, I nearly had a mental breakdown when I first played it because I played it for like 17 hours and only then realized that you can fast travel between places you've been. And I was literally walking everywhere. So like walk from one side of the map to the other and they go, no, you need to go back. And I'm like, you fucking asshole. <laughs> Take it yourself. I don't want it. But yeah. And then I got picked on for a while, which is fantastic. So, um, so yeah, one of the things I wanted to put out with there in, in terms of the reboot thing, what I fear is gaming culture, gaming industry, not culture. Uh, developers are going down that horrible track of um, just regurgitating stuff that's been made and taking a cue from holiday, Hollywood, which is one of the reasons why this podcast exists because there are yeah. a lot of really good indie games developers that have unique ideas. The best games I've ever played have been indie and there are a lot in Brisbane. Like you look at you look at some of the studios that have come out of Australia, like Halfbrick and things like that. Mm. Um, there's great ones. The, the guys years ago back at or- Oran that did Dark Rain and a, a string of games. Oh my God, yeah. Um, one of the best games Fantastic ever. games here. Very little support from government, very little support from large organization very little spotlight on them yeah well i mean we've got there's the um the the event that's going on at qt this, oh yeah this, this weekend, weekend there's an event going on 48 hour gaming jam um i didn't know about it nobody did um no uh, it was published in the brisbane independent game developers forum um i haven't seen it anywhere else uh unfortunately then again i don't read the news or watch television mm. or anything like that because i'm some kind of weird mutant hermit creature uh but but still, not many people... I, yeah, more exposure for events like that. Um, I'm going to be going along with that on Sunday. So I'm well, getting some interviews well, with some I'm of the not. developers there. I know you're not. You're, I'm not. you're running your, your game. We've got D&D. Exactly. That's where all the cool people are. And if they're not here, they're at a uh, independent gaming. Oh, there you go. Um, now, to round up the show for today, because I think we've babbled on enough, um, just in discussion, a quick overview, some of the next few weeks, we've, some of the people we've got coming in. Um, one of them I'm not going to mention them yet coming up we've got a tabletop game developer that we're going to go through and have a chat with we're also going to have after that probably a, not a live stream but a pre-recorded playthrough of tabletop game which is coming out I believe it's out there's a Kickstarter campaign up for it which we're going to link on the next podcast um, we've got some industry people over the next three weeks we're basically going to try and have a new guest in each week we have a lot of guests I'm trying to figure mm. out how we align them and how we do it um, we've got Midway through the show, um, midway through the, I'll oh, call it season, um, we're going to have a women in gaming spotlight on that. Oh, because yeah. Because there are some some of the most brilliant gaming developers that I've seen come out of, out of Brisbane, and there's a couple I'm thinking of straight away, um, we're going to have a chat with, and they have done some phenomenal work. And that's, once again, once you get to an under, unsupported industry like indie gaming, mm. and then you drill that down to... Uh, there's a there is still a culture there which is not necessarily supportive towards women in that industry. They're viewed a certain I way, and it's don't know that women are ever actually encouraged to do things like game development. I mean, the, I don't that's th- what I mean. There's there's there are some places that do, but then not generally given those opportunities, or it's not something that's seen as I'm not going to say socially acceptable because we're past that, but it's not seen as something that's really promoted. I, I think it's, yeah, I think people just don't think to do it but at the same time and, and let, oh, let's face it and as well as the thing is you've also got the factor that like they have to work with male game developers and we're disgusting yeah I mean, no, I, nobody nobody wants to, no, nobody God, wants to work wow. with male developers but no but see see when you um, uh, when you consider that uh, the vast majority of casual gamers like mobile gamers are women why the hell are women not developing most of the games I know well, there are a lot more than you, you more more than you would um, mm. think are actually there when you actually dig into it. But it's one of those things that I think it's just a, a you just don't a, know about assumption it. or something. It's not it's not focused on. And um, so we're gonna we're gonna have a, a longer length show 
mm-hmm. on that than usual. This being our first show, we have run a bit on uh, over what we were going to run. We're yeah, going to do 30 minutes for around an hour Yeah, that's or something. completely unusual for us to yeah. just babble on about yeah, crap. Don't give a fuck. Just, just screw it. Um, don't know what that was. Uh, just a little So we're not cutting any of it out. No. Especially not. Yeah. You'd have to hear it's it. all obviously. It's all gold. It's, oh, it is gold. It is. It's this is so just. It's gaming gold. It's yeah. It's stuff that people need to hear of. Millions of years from now, aliens will discover our culture. We'll all be dead, and they'll and find who's, this podcast. Who's Katy and then Perry? Go, <laughs> we need to find out more about this per- <laughs> Katy Perry woman. Um, then to round up the show, um, one of the things that uh, we're going to do along the end of it is a. A couple of things. One of them is a is a kind of a grab of some of the cheapy little games on Steam. There are games on Steam and there are games on things like good old game stuff that are around the 50 to 75 cent mark. So there's no loss when you buy them. Now, I have to tell you, because you're aware of the game I'm about to bring up. Oh, yeah. I, 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 bought, I bought Turbo Pug 3D. Oh, my God. So good. I have never seen a pug dog die it that many so times in my fun. life. You've played it, have you? Yeah. I thought you might have run out it's and got the it when best I mentioned game. it. It's um well, it's not the best game, but once again, I think it would work brilliantly as a mobile game. No, no if it is. No, that's a game. Actually, you know what? That game is ten years too late because really? that is a game that it's you, crossy road with pug dogs on and jumping and that's cr- a game you play at a land. That's a game you it's play to land. Multiplayer. Unless you're that guy at a land that sits in the corner and watches anime and plays only single player games, you know who you are. I know you're listening to this podcast. Yeah, Michael. Um, but you were the- close. You were close. Um, um, no, 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 no. But th- th- no, that's a game that you you play and then everyone just has lots of fun to it. Remember, um, oh, I can't remember the name. It's like T Rex on a treadmill or something oh, like God. that. Yeah. You know, that's the kind of game, and you end up playing it for an hour with your friends. It's not a. I- it's not a uh, you know a game you play all day. No, I, I can so I can definitely say that it's the one. Okay, it's the one everyone at the land plays while they're waiting for like the guys that went out to get food to come back. Yes. Yeah. So, okay, it is. Yeah, it's a fun game. It's it's incredibly simple. It's 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 an infinite runner. Um. Mm. So, but yeah, it's. I mean, it's a pug dog. <laughs> it's yeah. a pug dog jumping over shit. Yeah. Um. And for the for the price tag, you can't go wrong. Um. So we're gonna we're gonna take a look at some of those just so anyone that's out there pick it up. You might only play it for five minutes, but fuck it, it's fifty cents. Who yeah. cares? Um, it, it's, one, one, it's it's one of those games like it's that you end up with a list of games on Steam that makes you wish that you could delete games yeah. from Steam, which I don't <laughs> think it's possible. Is it? I'm up to like four hundred and fifty, five hundred or something now. Yeah, Apparently, there's a way to trade them. I think there was. Oh, maybe. really? I don't know. Yeah. And then they probably shut it down because people would log in and like illegally transfer all the games out. Um, now, I know you've been really excited about this. I haven't actually told you yet. The other thing we're going to do is we're going to pick some of the things that are right at the bottom of Steam, find the mm. things that have the lowest reviews, and we're going to have a look at those. That will be my time to shine. Th- it will, because the first thing we're going to do, and I have it already for us, is the one I mentioned with the little demonic midget creature guys uh, in raincoats attacking. It's the one I told you about the other day. I cannot remember the title of it. No, but see, you, you make me want to play most, this game. I have never seen reviews... That bad. Yeah. I've seen it's... a lot of bad reviews. I saw a review of a guy that said he basically had a rant for about five minutes about a game and he told a story about his parents and how his dad was like he wasn't close to him. And then when he was on his deathbed, he went and talked to him. His dad had died from, you know, horrific lung cancer and stuff like that. And he goes, So I've avoided smoking all my life. And he ran it up, I wish I'd just smoked now because this game gave me cancer. <laughs> wow. And there's like two pages of that review. No, but see, you're talking to someone who got excited about Sharknado. 
my wife and I actively go out and just we just de- we we just looked uh, for any movies we could find that starred Lou Diamond Phillips. Gold, <laughs> yeah, absolute you've gold. Got a, um, you've got a, <laughs> a, a basically a mine of uh, <laughs> splendid g- movies there to watch. Oh wow. Yeah. yeah, I. You ever seen the one with the giant crocodile? That um, <laughs> no, I it's so big it snatches a plane out of midair. Have you seen the one? <laughs> have you seen the? I believe it's an Indian film, and it's about it's the like weird ro- robot guy. Yeah, the weird yes! robot guy. Yeah, is, okay, we will be reviewing that on the show. I, I will find what it is. We're going to watch that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We I should can't do. Remember it. We yeah. should do a minute by minute podcast on that movie. A live podcast. Lo- live, a live podcast. Okay, we'll be doing a live stream watching that yeah. movie. Um, we also have coming up towards the end of the season, we do have a live panel that's coming in for a... I'm not going to say celebrity, but they are people that listeners will know in different capacities mm. to a large round game of Cards Against Humanity on the air. Eastwood? Clint Eastwood's uh, coming in? Yeah, yeah, of course. Clint Eastwood. Well, we've got Clint Eastwood. We've got Sylvester Stallone. We've got Adam Sandler for some reason. Yeah. We've got like a whole bunch of people coming in. Yeah, it's, it's going to be huge. It's going to be the biggest show ever. We're going to be. We've booked out Madison Square Garden. We're flying overseas. Mm. We have. It's going to be a good weekend. You know Elvis. Yeah, Elvis. He's is not there. dead. Yeah. Um, we got him, so he's going to be there as well. <laughs> he's going to be. <laughs> we've gone too far. So, to round up, in summary, you've got your. Wow, I'll just break the microphone at the moment. Uh, you'll. You've got your gaming thing coming up on Sunday. So anyone out there that's that's not following yes, Dutch Potato Gaming, is. check them out, Dutch Potato Gaming. There is one on ticket Facebook. left. Hang on, let me just confirm that. Uh, there are... Yes, there is one ticket left for that. So if anyone wants the final ticket to that event, uh, go to Dutch Potato Gaming on Facebook. And anyone listening to this, we will not be selling tickets at the door. We are now at capacity. Exactly. And um, we'll, we'll when we post the podcast, uh, we're going to... We'll include the links underneath it to these mm. things so everyone can check them out. Yep. So, uh, yeah. So, coming up, so we've got the Sunday event, uh, which is sold out, almost. One ticket left. Then we've got the couch event, which is next Thursday, which is also sold out. Next Tuesday, we're playing at Ace Comics. So, anyone to get along to Ace Comics next Tuesday night? What time? Yes. Uh, Any time from about 5.30 onwards, someone is usually there. We start playing at 6. You don't need a character. Um, You can just turn up and play. You'll just roll a character. Very newbie friendly. Um, It's a fantastic group. Excellent. Well... We'll get off. That rounds us up for our episode one. Thank you, everyone, for listening. I, know I can see in your eye you're looking forward to going home and playing Zenith some more. So you can start really, taking really notes want to. I, I'm just going to get tennis spiders. Um, <laughs> <laughs> dear God. <laughs> dear God. Okay, so you'll all hear from us uh, next week. So that is bye from Q-Ball. And bye from Puck.